calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Can't get enough of Rebel Girls? Well, luckily, the Rebel Girls app is now completely free. That's right, you can listen to the entire library of goodnight stories for Rebel Girls ad-free. Plus, check out the app's cool features like activities, trivia, custom playlists, and more. All parent-trusted and kids-safe. Find out more at rebelgirls.com audio and download the Rebel Girls app today. Thanks for listening. Infinity, and this is my best friend, Gertie. Hello! Gertie is a Galapagos tortoise. They're the oldest living land animal on the planet. That's right. I'm 186 years young. And I'm eight years old. Thanks to Gertie's special time-traveling show, we can go to any time in the world. Together, we travel to the past and visit musicians throughout history. Who knows where we'll go today? And her best friend, Gertie. Learning all about the past on a tortoise shell that moves so fast. Who knows where we will go today? Could be anywhere or any day. History is right here with us with time traveling, Tanya and Gertie. There's no business like show business like no business I know. What you doing, Tanya? Practicing my audition for the big school musical. Say, would you like to meet the man who wrote that song? Hey, that'd be swell, toots. After all, there's no people like show people. Somebody's ready for the limelight. Like the fruit? (laughs) No, limelight means the center of attention. Oh yeah, that's definitely me. Filled with limelights. All right, Miss Diva. Hop on my shell and buckle that seatbelt. We're headed to 1940 to meet a man who didn't just write American music, he was American music. Let's get this show on the road. Hey, this isn't glitzy, glammy Broadway. This is a hotel? Yep, in California, where the man who will write, there's no business like show business, is working. I'm hiding away in this hotel to get away from the distractions. Tanya, meet Irving Berlin. He's one of the most successful writers and composers to ever live. It's an honor to meet you. What's it like being so successful? Well, the toughest thing about success is you got to keep on being a success. Oh, he sounds anxious. Yeah, he tends to be antsy. He's also constantly traveling and is consumed by his work. I'm pretty competitive and suspicious, too. Especially if other composers try to get too close. That's probably from growing up in the tough streets of New York. 
Lynn is the youngest of six kids born to a Jewish family in 1888 in Russia. There, his family was persecuted and treated unfairly because of their beliefs. One of my very first memories is sitting on the side of the road watching my house burn down. It was very scary. So when Irving was five, his parents fled Russia to America. The land of opportunity. And a one-way ticket to stardom. Eh, not exactly. Life in America, it was still hard. We didn't speak English, and we had to learn a whole new way of life. You know, it's, it's tough being an immigrant. An immigrant is someone who moves from one country to live in a new country. And America is called the land of immigrants because so many families come here to start new lives. His family lived in a tiny basement apartment. They were very poor. But we all pitched in. I got my first job as a newspaper boy when I was eight years old. Wow! As an eight-year-old, I prefer to spend my days going to school, eating candy, and traveling through time with my reptile best friend. Well, Tanya, unfortunately for Irving, things only got harder. When he was 13, his father died. I didn't want my mom to have to struggle to feed me. So, I moved out and lived in a homeless shelter. That is tough. And I got a job as a singing waiter. That's a job? Here's your hamburger and french fries. Would you like a milkshake, too? Yeah, she's, um... Yeah, ambitious. <laughs> I always say, talent is only a starting point. After work, when the restaurant closed, Irving asked the owner if he could play their piano. I taught myself how to play. Soon, I was writing my own songs, performing at the restaurant, and working as a street singer. People threw pennies at him if they liked his songs. See, I paid attention to the songs they liked, so I could figure out which would make the most money. See, I needed to earn some clams to support my family. When he was 19, Irving sold the publishing rights to his first song called Marie from Sunny Italy. Ooh, what's it about? Oh, wait, never mind. <laughs> Probably about a girl named Maria from Sunny Italy? You got it. Sold it for 75 cents. But since I co-wrote it with a pianist, I only got half, 37 cents. And that is when I decided to also become a composer. I figured I could make more money writing the lyrics and the music. Irving Berlin had his first hit when he was 23. Alexander's ragtime band was a huge dance craze across the world. It sold a million copies of sheet music. And I can't even read sheet music. You can't? Nope. I only know how to play in the key of F sharp. Those are the black keys on the piano. Well, they're the easiest to play because they're at the top. So in order to write a variety of songs, he uses a transposing keyboard to change the keys. Didn't even know that existed. I call it my trick piano. Pretty sneaky, Mr. Berlin. Know what else is sneaky? Irving Berlin isn't my name. It's not? What's your real name? Bob, Joe, Count Reginald von Ustenhoven? No! <laughs> he was called Israel Baleen. I changed it because of anti-Semitism. What's anti-Semitism? That means discrimination or hatred just because someone is Jewish. Ugh, hatred always ruins everything. I just focus on my work. He often completes full songs, the words, and music in one day. My most successful compositions are the result of work I start writing after dinner and keep going until 4 or 5 in the morning. One time at a sleepover, I stayed up until midnight. Then I fell asleep and my friends drew on my face. <laughs> well, not quite as productive as my night, but come on, let's focus. These lyrics just aren't quite working. Hmm. Just like the ones I had in... New York? No, no, that's not it. I need my piano. I wonder what song he's working on. While he works, I'll tell you more. 
1912, Irving met Dorothy Getz. She was auditioning for him. Well, she didn't get the part, but she did get my heart. Hey, now there's a song. She didn't get the part, but that girl, she got my heart. Not bad. Soon, Dorothy and Irving got married. They went to Cuba for their honeymoon, but she got sick with typhoid fever. She died only six months after they got married. Oh, how sad. I couldn't stop being sad for a long time, but eventually I wrote through the pain. It's the only song of mine with a direct connection to my life. When I Lost You is his first ballad, a type of poem. That's, um, so beautiful. No, 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 I'm not crying. I, I'm just moistening my cheeks with my eyeball juice because it's really dry in here. Sure you are. Anyway, in 1918, during World War I, Irving wrote another hit song. Oh, how I hate to get up in the morning. I'm not such a morning person. Me either. The early bird gets the worm. I say, ew, who wants to eat a worm? I wouldn't mind a plate of worms. Ew. You said it. Yeah. Well, then during World War II, I was asked to write songs to cheer up the soldiers. He wrote God Bless America. Heard of it? You wrote that song too? Ain't no gobbledygook. I sure did. It almost became the national anthem. See, God Bless America, it's an expression of my feelings towards the country to which I owe what I have and what I am. He'll give all the money he makes with the song, millions of dollars, to the Boy and Girl Scouts. Because I always remember the hard times I had as a child. Wow, so generous. So what you working on now? A song for a new movie. You write for movies too? Girl, he writes for radio, movies, and Broadway. People sing his songs everywhere. And the song? It's called, Hey, Irving Teller. And watch her reaction. White Christmas. Wait, what? Told ya. <laughs> but you're Jewish. I thought you didn't celebrate Christmas. I don't. But the way I see it, Christmas... It's an American holiday, and you know how grateful I am to America. I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. It may be warm here in California, but I'm thinking about the good old days, just like the ones I used to know. Wait, those are the words. And from here, he'll keep on writing the hits, including There's No Business Like Show Business from Annie Get Your Gun. Showbiz! Oh, yeah! I gotta get back to now for my big audition. Yes, of course. Go. Go. Okay, Tanya. Hop on my shell and buckle up. Thanks for the music, Mr. Berlin. You're welcome. Goodbye, Gertie. Goodbye, Tanya. Break a leg. So, are you ready for your audition? You bet I am. I want to do such a great job, it'll make Irving Berlin himself proud. It's just... What? Well, why does America's Greatest Songwriter want me to break my leg? No! 
<laughs> That's theater talk for good luck. Oh, then I hope I break both my legs and my arms too. Okay, well, we don't have to get carried away now. Irving Berlin wrote more than 900 songs, 19 musicals, and the scores of 18 movies. His songs have reached the top charts 25 times. He's been called the greatest songwriter that has ever lived. His song White Christmas won the Academy Award for Best Original Song, and with 50 million copies sold, Bing Crosby's version of it is the best-selling Christmas and best-selling single ever. Berlin died at the age of 101. That's almost as old as you are, Gertie. He lived a long, happy life, but never forgot where he came from or the importance of working hard and making a difference for others. As composer Jerome Curtin said, Irving Berlin has no place in American music. He is American music. Go, kid, go. Do you like to laugh? Ah, uh, who am I kidding? Who doesn't like to laugh? So, okay, if you love to laugh, you'll love Don't Break the Rules. It's a hilarious comedy improv podcast where the voice actors make up their lines on the spot and try to be the only actor who doesn't break the rules. These talented actors are great at coming up with silly scenes and stories when they follow the rules for the episode. And it gets even sillier when they accidentally break the rules. The stories are guided by suggestions from kids like you. And the episodes feature laughs, burps, and the occasional unicorn. So if you'd like to giggle and play along, be sure to listen to Don't Break the Rules wherever you listen to podcasts. Podcasts.